Grace Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. It is uh, a joy to be able to spend this time with you. Brent, how you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm doing so good today. Beautiful day. It's not raining. It's not right. Finally. Uh, this uh, this week in the podcast, uh, we're going to be interviewing uh, Kenneth and Diana Bubel. Uh, they are a tremendous joy and bring a lot of life and laughter uh, to our church. Um, and so we'll get to uh, hear from them in just a little bit. Uh, Brent, why don't you maybe just share a little bit with us uh, some things you um, have been thinking about since this past Sunday. Yeah, you know, this is uh, chapter 8, 9, and 10 of John are really one larger thread. The story just keeps keeps going. And something that comes out just so incredibly in the Lord's goodness and, and uh, Scripture and the Gospel of John is just like double meanings. I mean, you get... So, for example, we got this man who's physically blind, and ironically, he's able to see. You have the religious leaders that that spiritually, you would presume they're the ones that can see. But it really kind of came out, I, I touched on a little bit in the next step of we, we kind of become what we worship, right? We're, uh, we're created the image of God, we're to reflect Him and honor Him, and that's what we see happening with the religious leaders. We see the religious leaders, the Pharisees, many of them anyway, their blindness is on full display. And this man who was physically blind, he's able to gain sight, and then he's able to gain eternal sight. And so we get this contrast from John chapter 8, 9, and we'll see it big time this week when we come into chapter 10. I know we'll talk about that a little bit later, but uh, it is God's Word is really just, you can't, you can't exhaust the depths of His goodness. So we think about so many spots in the Old Testament where God refers to uh, idols, they're blind idols. Even in Isaiah 44, all makers of idols are nothing, and the things they treasure are worthless. Uh, their witnesses fail to see or know anything, so they are put on put to shame. And that's what we see happening with these interactions with the Pharisees. You know, this it was such a a shame oriented culture, shame and honor, and. That's why where the Pharisees constantly interact with Jesus. It's on the the highest pinnacle, the highest climax for drama, whether it's at Passover at the temple uh, or the synagogue. All these interactions are kind of like a uh, not kind of. This is a terrible example, but like a rap battle. I mean, it's there's it's it's in a there's all these people <laughs> around to watch, and they're put on full display. And every time they just get completely served, their 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 eyes are exposed as actually being blind, that they are blind, and, and those that are able to see by God's grace, every time it's hammered home that it is God's grace that opens their eyes. So from the God's grace shown on this man to give him physical sight to you know the ending that we looked at last week uh, of his response in worship, and uh, it, is, it is just so humbling and an unbelievably beautiful book that just preparing these sermons just makes me want to just... It's, you just rejoice in the Lord because you can't exhaust it. It's not possible. Uh, the gold that is in God's Word to, to shape us and sharpen us, brother. Well, I've got the blessing of being able to sit down with, uh, well, sit down virtually <laughs> with uh, Kenneth and Diana Bubel. Uh, guys, thank you for being here to talk with us. Hello. <laughs> yeah. uh, guys, thank you uh, for, for just taking the time to, to share a little bit uh, about your story and um, how Grace has uh, been a part of your life. So are you guys from Nacogdoches originally? No, 
Um, I, I grew up in Mount Pleasant and came to uh, SFA here. And Texas. After Mount Pleasant, Texas. And after I graduated, I got a job working at the university and stayed. And Only had one home. job her entire life. Disgusting. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> what about you, Kenneth? Where, or where are you from? I was born at a very young age in Fort Worth, Texas. <laughs> and I came to Nacogdoches because that's where my granddad lived and he had died and I lived in his house after he died, obviously. And, and, um, and you I've went been, to college. And I went to college and I, uh, that was 74. So I've been here since 74. Okay, wow. Now, had, um, where, where did you guys meet? At SFA? No, we, uh, we were both going to a church a different church and we met there and got church. married and so and we went to church there for almost 30 years yeah okay wow so um when how long have you been attending grace eight or nine years eight or nine years okay wow and what what brought you this way well Catherine, our youngest daughter was going to grace before she where did she go I don't know. Anyway, she was coming here, and she said, you ought to go to Grace. And um, so we, one day. Um, we decided to try because the other church we were going to just wasn't feeling like home anymore. There have been a lot of changes and uh, in the last, I'd say, the five, five or ten years and just didn't feel like home. So we decided, let's go to Grace where she's been going. She really likes it. And. It felt like home, and so we stayed there. That's cool. Well, uh, you know, <clears throat> I've only known uh, Grace Bible Church with you guys here, uh, and I think you guys have been a part of making that feel like home for me. So um, thankful for for both of you. What uh, what have kind of been some some like trademark qualities of of Grace Bible Church that have been a particular blessing to you? What do you love about our church? I guess if I could sum it up that way. Well, for me, I uh, I grew up, I would say, in sort of a culture of judgmentalism, legalism, judgmentalism, and uh, and you know, and so that's been in me a lot. And I heard a lady say one time that there's a lot of grace shown at Grace, and that resonated so loudly with me. And I see it every week. I mean, people are just so gracious. There's not a judgmental spirit and it's just really, really a blessing to be there. And I really like the way that lady put it. A lot of grace at grace. I mean, there's so many people that are, um, uh, easily talked to. I mean, uh, doctors and, uh, mathematicians. I think Keith would be uh, a mathematician. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and like you, I mean, you're you're easy to talk to, you know. And and look at, I mean, golly, look at those, look at the people that you can list. I mean, um, uh, Roman, uh, whatever his name is, and and uh, there's golly, just think of that, Brent. I mean, he's okay. And then um, you, you know, there's a bunch of people that you um, anyway. I'm not gonna say Zach. That would not be what I would say. <laughs> you know, Kenneth. When I when I asked you guys about doing this podcast, this is exactly how I thought it would be. You know, oh, yeah. like you, you you never cease 
to uh, to to make things fun. So thank thank you for for making things fun. Um, uh, I uh, I just know that you know I I experienced that same thing. You know the the churches. Uh, filled with people who are gracious and kind and warm um, and would just serve uh, anyone. And I just, yeah, I resonate with those things you mentioned. Um, I think, uh, well, let, let me pause for a second. I'll probably put a cut here. Um, um, is there any, anything that you guys in particular want to – want to say like you know imagine the church is listening to this hopefully <laughs> hopefully or, or it's for nothing but, millions of people are listening yeah, millions um but but for our church i mean how would you how would you want to encourage uh, our church body during the season during this time um that's just so unique for for our church i think just a reminder to remember you know we don't have to have a church house to be a church and to worship together. And uh, and then just like, you know, you might be looking forward to, uh, you know, a, a big party or something, when we are able to come back together and worship together in a, a normal way, I guess, would be the right way to say it. Um, what a great thing to look forward to and to be excited about, you know, just looking, knowing that, that that's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Uh, but in the meantime, we can still worship. Yeah, we we should be. You sh everyone should be thankful for the church that we have. That that people are as open and they're not. Um, uh, I don't know. Is it uppity or whatever? Or not as friendly or uh, willing to to um, be your friend? You, I, I've been to churches where there's some people you can't get close to, and I don't know of anybody. In, Grace, that's like that. So, mm -hmm. um, I'm sure there's some out there. Uh, <laughs> there's one with the headphones on right now. But, uh, yeah, maybe it's me. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, you guys are both just um, wonderful pictures of of joy. Um, you serve well. You serve with joy. Um, you're. Um, a part of what, what makes our church so warm. I mean, you guys are, are a part of that. I know you experience it yourself, but you, you are a part of that as well. Um, so just, I just want to thank you both for, um, for being that to our people, um, for being the, the kind face that people uh, get to see when they come, uh, for being the guy that, that, uh, that you can always cut jokes with at the back of the, uh, at the church at, in the sound booth. Uh, <laughs> you know, just thankful for for what you guys are uh, in our church, and um, anyway, just just so grateful for you. Thank you. Um, well, we're grateful for you because I mean, just look at y'all are uh, Brent and Stephen and all the elders are. It's it's like I'm a. Um, I mean, I remember I saw I do listen to your podcast, <laughs> and you said uh, it was great to look out there and see people singing, you know, to see somebody singing as opposed to. A empty building where you're going. All right, now we're gonna sing number six forty ten. Nobody there, and you don't know if there's anybody. And we watch it. We have our underwear on, and we're watching it. And and you know, and you don't. We might be watching it. And you never know where we are. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got my pants on, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm thankful that, you know, everyone that's uh that's at church so far has had their clothes on. So that's good. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it has been really sweet to be able to to get back together. Um but also just so grateful as well. Uh, you know, I I kind of checked it out um last Sunday. And there were like 60 different groups of people that were watching uh, from home. And so it's just, it's cool to see people be faithful, even in the middle of weird times. I mean, I'm sure they don't prefer that, um, but but they're doing it anyway. And um, so grateful for their resilience and, and doing that the way that they feel like is, is wisest for their family. And um, You know, I would love to have kids right now and go to Grace because there's a lot of people your age, and I'm pointing to you, Steve. To me, yeah. And uh, um, there's a lot of people your age. We didn't have that. We didn't have like uh, 20 or 30 people that had uh, kids. Or we, we picked out one couple and we stuck with them and we still know them today. But I mean, well, there's two couples that we know that we grew, brought our kids up together. And uh, that is uh, that's an incredible blessing for you guys. And to, for me to be in a small group leader and to have the Rollins and the Arrays and their tolerate an old person. I mean, I'm like 47 yeah. and, and, uh, and they're willing to stick around with somebody who's, um, elderly and, um, my wife's not elderly. I'm old. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I, I, again, I would love to be y'all's age because there's a lot of people you could hang with and spend a lot of time with and help, you know, what would you do if your kid did this, you know, and stuff. Yeah. Well, and, and, and truthfully, um, uh, I'm grateful that there are people that are maybe a step ahead of me that have done it before. Even if, you know, I, I feel like sometimes people in my same age group uh, are just as clueless as I am. <laughs> so, so you've got to look, you know, forward to the people that, are, that have already been there. Uh, and so that's important. That's, a, yeah. that's you. Yeah, that's you. That's a nice way of saying, yeah. 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 But, it, but it is great to be able to have people around the same age that are also going through these seasons so that uh, we can be there, you know, to help one another as well. So, yeah. Well guys, thank you so much for your time and, and for sharing and making me laugh. And uh, uh, anyway, I've said it already, but just really grateful for both of you and, and appreciate you taking the time to talk today. All right. Thank now, you. We're grateful gonna, for you too. You're not going to come help me fix this molding. You know? No, I, I would be more of a hindrance than a help. Man. <laughs> but maybe you could teach me because you are one step ahead of me. Uh, yeah, I can show you how not to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. I will learn from your mistakes happily. There wow. you go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this week will be uh, a family service, and I know, Stephen, we've had uh, pretty much every Sunday has been a family service. Isn't that right? Indeed, yeah. It's been uh, lots of little ones in the, in the room, and um, and it's been you know just a, a sweet joy to be able to see our little kids uh, singing and praising God together and, yeah, crinkling their papers and, and, and making noises. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but what a joyful thing to be able to have our families together. Uh, for that, so yeah, this in our in our pre-COVID time, uh, the last Sunday of the month would be our family service. But 
we're continuing that trend. We're participating in the Lord's Supper as well uh, this Sunday. So if you've been hesitant, you know, church, I would just encourage you, um, bring your family, uh, bring your kids, if you feel like it's wise for you and, and you're able to do that. Um, if the only thing holding you back is, I'm afraid that my kids will make too much noise, uh, don't let that be a hindrance. Um, we understand there may be a variety of other reasons why you may choose not to come, but mm-hmm. um, if that's the thing, you know we're pressing into the season right now, and that's a that's a good thing to have our, our room and have our kids, you know, see uh, what corporate worship looks like. So that's that's a good thing. That let that be an encouragement to you. Yeah. So it's not. It's usually if you have a preschooler, uh, if they're like mine anyway, it's not a question of uh, if, it's when, right? Yes, <laughs> and that's yes. a, and that's that's okay. You know, I think we're gonna look back at this season a number of years from now. Look back at it and just say, you know what, that was that was a sweet time. And believe yeah. me, uh, as somebody who's spoken at youth camps in different areas, and, and nothing's going to distract me <laughs> from from speaking through <laughs> things. And uh, right. it's uh, so so yeah. The silence. What if they make noise when it's incredibly quiet when we're observing the Lord's Supper? That's okay. That's all. Yeah. That's all good. Uh, but this this text this Sunday. Uh, you know, we'll also be uh, before I, I speak into that text. Uh, you know, we're going to be hearing and uh, praying for uh, Ralph Busby and Jerry Baker. Uh, mm. We've received 100% unanimous feedback, uh, positive for those men. Uh, they've been sitting in on our uh, our elder meetings now for for a number of months. Uh, they've gone through training together and prayer and preparation. And uh, you know, it's a it's a fitting thing that this Sunday, you know, when we'll have a time of special prayer for those men. Uh, that uh, that uh, that we're able to deal with a text that focuses on Jesus, who is the good shepherd, because he is the great shepherd, mm-hmm. right? All of us in this way are are under shepherds. Uh, you know, we're all. This is all of us. This is what what God has called us to do is as as pastoral staff, right, Stephen? That's right. Uh, that that we look ultimately to Him. And but one thing I want I do want to take the time to read is Ezekiel thirty four, just a few verses, because Jesus is going to be teeing off on this text uh, in, an, in, a, in a beautiful and incredible way. So I just want to read that for us from the ESV, and a lot of these things, and you you probably see that as well. Just open up your Bible, you look at your footnote, you probably have a little reference to, to Ezekiel thirty four in there as a cross reference. But I want to read that for us. I want this to be in our minds as we come to the text uh, on this awesome Sunday coming up. And this is what it says. Uh, Ezekiel 34, this, this prophecy against these, these shepherds, these, these unfaithful shepherds, uh, I think teeing off on the Pharisees uh, that, uh, that Jesus is interacting with. So listen to this. Uh, it says, The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, Ah, shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak have not been strengthened, the the sick you've not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they were scattered. And because there was no shepherd and they be, and they became food for all the wild beasts, my sheep were scattered. They wandered all over the mountains on every high hill. My sheep were scattered over all the face of the earth with none to, to search or seek after them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, declares the Lord God, surely because my sheep have become a prey, my sheep have become food for all the wild beasts since there was no shepherd. And because my shepherds have not searched for my sheep, but the shepherds have fed themselves and have not fed my sheep. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the words of the Lord." 
Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my sheep at their hand and put a stop to their feeding the sheep. No longer shall the, the shepherds feed themselves. I will rescue my sheep from their mouths, that they may not be food for them. Uh, this is an incredible text, and especially when we think of last week's text of Jesus telling him that he is the Son of Man, uh, mm. this just makes this text, I mean, just absolutely, almost um, pretty much unmissable. Uh, but yet their eyes are blind uh, mm-hmm. to, to what he's sharing with them. So God's Word is so good, Stephen. I can't wait to gather together this Sunday. Mm-hmm.